0: Greetings, orphans and retrogrades. Today, I must discuss with you the most revolutionary thing that's happened in the three years that I've been making videos. Today is the three-year anniversary of the first video that I put up on this channel. October the 27th. The Vatican newly released a synodal document which calls for female diaconate and radical inclusion. Lots of... LGBTQ plus stuff. I had another video planned for you today, but obviously we scrapped that. This is the wave that we have been waiting for. It's it's not not looking for happily, but expecting with bated breath in dread, but knowing it's coming. Uh, on this channel, Orphans and Retrogrades, I have known it's coming. I was involved Three years ago to the day, October the 27th, uh, 2019, I was involved in a bet with Eric Sammons as to the Amazon Synod, which was just wrapping up on October the 27th, 2019, whether or not it would be included, it female deacons, uh, very probati married male priests in the Amazon final document, and it was sort of included. It was passed on in a conclusive way, but it linked to the midterm report, which said they were going to do this, and it said we're going to continue to look into this. So I lost that bet with Eric. But I told you, look for signs over the next three years. And that's what I've done. And I've told you here today, I told you over the last month in a few shows on the Synod that they are definitely doing this. I've never told you definitely when they didn't. I've said, look, folks, look, retrogrades. Everyone else is saying X, Y, or Z is going to happen and it would be catastrophic because that's all Francis brings. I'll talk about him in a second. And I said, it's actually not going to, I don't think. It's not a certitude. That's happened several times and, and particularly trads were like, what's the deal? Those things tended not to eventuate. This one, I told you 100%. All my sources are saying they're moving forward, and they are. And this proves it. So this is a revolutionary document. uh, This is a LifeSite News article called Vatican's New Synodal Document. calls for female diaconate and radical inclusion. Three years to the day after this channel put up its first video. The Vatican has unveiled the document to guide the next stage of the synod on synodality. Remember, they just extended the synodality period by a full year because they're doing such radical stuff. Stuff that'll make the changes after Vatican II look like no change at all. This document presents calls for more inclusion of the divorced and remarried. LGBT groups proposes a female diaconate. The 45-page document was presented at a press conference at the Holy See Press Office, October the 27th, by the Synod on Synodality team. Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich, Relator General of the Synod, wildly pro-LGBT uh, uh, cardinal that says Francis agrees with him about LGBT. Of course he is. That's why the St. Gallen Mafia placed him there. Also by Cardinal Mario Gresh. Very far left, General Secretary of the Senate of Bishops, Professor Anna Rowlands, Father Giacomo Costa, and Monsignor Piero Coda. Now, I'm going to read. Uh, there, there's some amazing stuff in this, even from my perspective, and I've been the one telling you, watch out for, for female deacons. They're definitely doing. This is agenda item number two on the Sankt Gallen Mafia agenda. There is... Zero doubt, and it hasn't been for a long time, any doubt, that Francis is here to do a job. It's the do- job of destruction. I've told you, you really need to turn off anybody who is Pope Splaining at this point. There I, I can't explain what their motives are. I'm not gonna hazard a guess, but if anyone's Pope Splaining today or even within the last months, turn them off. There's no, there is not, that doesn't end well, listening to and being influenced by folks that are lying about this man who is currently running the church. The contents of the working document for the continental stage of the synod, the continental stage is called DCS, it was supposed to be beginning now in October, they postponed it a bit to accomplish more radical stuff. It's entitled, the document, listen to this, Enlarge the Space of Your Tent. I don't even know if this is some LGBTQ plus uh, sort of inside joke. That's a very odd, 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 crass political metaphor, maybe crass sexual metaphor. I, I, they're, these folks are disgusting. All the way up to Francis, they're vile. And they're, without any doubt now, I mean, there hasn't been doubt for a long time, but with less doubt than ever before. We're getting into the realm of negative integers of doubt. They're trying to destroy the church, Francis et al. Uh, DCS will now guide the next stage, Synod on Synodality, which has been extended through 2024. One reason and one reason only they'd extend it. I I did a show on this uh, a week and a half ago. Because they need a little more time to catch up in the beginning of the the closing of the 10th year of the Francis pontificate in the beginning of the 11th he's only accomplished one of the four or five goals that the Gallen mafia put him there for according to dubia cardinal uh, Brandmuller. brand but he's going to catch up by two or all of the remaining three agenda items i've told you this several times why do i keep referring to my own predictions cuz Aside from being convinced, probably enough to place a bet, to level a wager, that they would do the female deacons, if not very pro body, back in October of 2019, when I was getting this channel up and going. I'd had the channel for a year, but I hadn't put videos on it. I had it while I was on TNT. All this was happening the weekend I was, I just debated Trent Horn. That was my first video. Three years ago today, I did the debrief. And that synod had just come to a close, and I was like, let's see what the synod document says. It didn't take no six months to get the post synodal apostolic exhortation the way it did after the family synods of 2014-2015. It was a matter of weeks. And it, it punted. So they're, accompl- they're catching up, as I predicted a few weeks ago, not just women deacons. Now there's a lot of priestly women language in here too. Obviously, that's what they're doing. Uh, I don't, they haven't spent so much time in this document on very per body, that's not as important to them. And because it's not as destructive of the church as having women leaders, women priests would be. That just destroys the whole church. Women priests destroys the whole church. Paul VI, not a big fan of his. John Paul II, not a big fan of his. Both of them release documents agreeing that that destroys the whole church. You can't have women in leadership. Women in leadership equals destruction.
1: 100%. Amen.
0: Every time. then There's this Christological, ecclesiological reason why Christ has the bride. But there's also just a practical reason. Women are not meant to lead. Francis released this tweet, which goes like this. Let me read it to you. While
1: you're reading that, can I just... uh... From my own, like, a female perspective, <coughs> I, and I think most women agree with me. I don't want a woman leader.
0: People no know you woman, don't want a woman no, leader. No
1: woman in her I... right mind wants a, a, another female as their leader. I have never met a woman who actually wants that.
0: Yeah. People aren't surprised to hear you, Steph, going <laughs> You wrote a book called Ask Your Husband. All right, here's what... But it's a good point. Sensible women do not want a woman as a leader. It's an automatic, you know, skinny-armed tyrant. Shrieking, shrill, skinny-armed tyrant. But there's this Christological reason where it's actually dogmatic. Women can't be priests. This is um, satanic. It's liturgical lesbianism. We've, We've been through this. Francis said, women must be entrusted with greater positions and responsibilities. In his tweet today. Many calamitous decisions might have been avoided had women been directly involved in decision-making. We are committed to ensuring women are increasingly respected, acknowledged, and involved. I am Caritas. I don't know who that is. He added. Okay. So in this enlarge the space of your tent, vile, disgusting document by a vile, disgusting man, uh, promulgated by a vile, disgusting man. The document itself was compiled by a group of experts, theologians, laity, and bishops over the course of a number of days in September. As LifeSite News previously reported, these experts comprised a number of individuals who both oppose the traditional mass and support contraception. So experts who hate the TLM, you know, we, we don't like that. But that's, at least that's not like dogmatic, right? We don't like, this is why you guys... Out there in Twitter, Catholic World, even on YouTube, Catholic World, you guys get the most hopped up over the TLM. Well, this is this is a, just a handful of issues that gets me hopped up, but it's at least a frustratingly and ragingly really really bad d- doxy or posi- uh, opinion position. I mean, there's some wiggle in that, but I'm a, I'm a TLM supremacist, as you all know. But there's wiggle there. There is no wiggle. On female priests and deacons, it's the same thing, right? They're both ordained. It's orders. It's holy orders. There's no wiggle on what they're going to do. I'm going to read the um, LGBT nonsense. There's no wiggle on being pro-contraception. And all of these experts are pro-contraception. The the pro-contraception theologian who is a controversial papal biographer is the one writing the key document for the Synod on synodality. That's an, a related report on LifeSite News. There's no wiggle on the LGBTQ stuff. There's no wiggle on uh, public uh, adulterers getting communion. That's also, all reading
1: his tweet, um, many calamitous decisions might have been avoided had women been directly involved in decision making. Which ones? I would like to counter. That's exactly why we're in the, the state we're in right now is because women have been making decisions in the churches po- politically. Most women vote Democrat. Women's decision-making is actually destroying the country and the church. Now, women privately in their own homes, that's where they belong and that's where they do the most beautiful work. But in the public sphere, they're destroying everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, you heard Ann Coulter saying, if not for female voters in the U.S., we wouldn't have had a Democrat president since, I I can't remember, uh, before World War II or something like that. Um, now, there's a big section of folks that just had a conference at uh, Franciscan University. That's what I was doing the show on today. A bunch of barely veiled Catholic socialists who just held a conference at Franciscan, going by the name post-liberal or integralist. It's just Catholic socialism. That probably they probably would have, they probably like this. They celebrate feminism. They want uh to have more mothers in the workforce, paid maternity leave. This is an aside, of course. They celebrated some of them jointly, severally, jointly and or severally celebrated the COVID lockdowns. I think vaccine mandates. I'll have to double check. Uh, have celebrated China, red China, uh, uh, Cardinal Zen persecuting, prosecuting China, and they want lots of women in the workplace. And they're celebrating the U.S.'s closest brush with communism under FDR, the New Deal. They celebrate the 14th Amendment, whose jurisprudence made it illegal. This proves they're liars. Made it illegal to have establishments of Christianity, government establishments of Christianity in the states, which we had. We actually had in this country. You probably didn't know that. 14th Amendment jurisprudence made that illegal. 14th Amendment... Jurisprudence made it illegal for the states to illegalize porn, contraception, sodomy, gay marriage, and for a while, abortion, until this summer. And these new right, they're just Catholic socialists who just had a big party at Franciscan. I don't know why Franciscan put this on, October the 7th. Catholic socialists barely veiled. Uh, This is what today's show is going to be on. They would not bemoan women having a, a you know a voice voting essentially socialist in America for the last 70 years they'd like that folks like this Sora Bamari, loved the New Deal uh, and, and he was one of the ones at Franciscan so that's a whole other show I have to do uh, it's, we are just being infiltrated everywhere Roman Catholicism but Francis wants women in leadership positions I, I the, the the uh integralists the post-liberals the basically catholic socialists they probably like this stuff for all i know they want women in the workforce they want to use public funds to get to keep women in the workforce they want they, they probably like pope francis well i don't know what they would dislike they like vaccines some of them uh they like covid lockdowns some of them all of them like the new deal communism socialism so I don't I'm not sure this brings me to a broader point I'm going to read more of this article in a second but I'm not sure who opposes Francis at this point in the Catholic stratosphere and who is with him. You have a bunch of definitely non non-socialists who are faithful Catholics that are in the generally right positions in the church people that I've partnered with and would partner with on many issues, not the post liberals or integralists. No, that's different. People I like: Trent Horn, Michael Lofton. We might be under each other's skin when we debate these issues, but I like these people generally. But they seem to be Pope Francis, Pope Splainers. Now I'm with these people on more issues than I am with the post liberals and the integralists, the Catholic socialists, barely veiled, who just had a big party at Franciscan, um, but not on Pope Francis. I'm with them, generally speaking, on Vatican II documents, but maybe not on what the meaning of Vatican II was as a historical event. But I don't I don't know what the Pope's planers, for their part, are going to say today. It won't be honest. There's is one issue, really strongly, that these guys whiff on, and it's it, it's making for a very confusing landscape for you all. You perish orphans are orphans retrogrades. You know Catholic Answers has done great work. Throughout the years, particularly in Protestant anti-Protestant apologetics, they're just second to none. You know they've done a great work for, a decent work for, for fallen away post-Catholic atheists. Done a lot of good work, but, you know, they've really been soft in the Francis era. They, they are soft on feminism, but but they're pretty much strong on everything else. But you can no longer afford to have that kind of influence during this pontificate anyway. And then you got the socialists calling themselves post-liberals. That's all they are. Catholic commies. I don't even know whether they pretend to like Francis or they pretend to dislike him, but it's Kabuki theater. Those guys are infiltrators. I'm telling you, if you like lockdowns, you like uh, vaccine mandates, and I I have all this extra stuff just as an aside because this is what I was getting ready to go live on when this story broke. They like FDR, they like New Deal, they like feminism, they like uh 14th Amendment which made it illegal for us to, to get rid of all this stuff. And they do it all in the name of claiming that they want to get rid of all this stuff like porn, contraception, sodomy. One of the high Now back to what I'm talking about. James Martin just tweeted this. Well, one of the highest level Vatican documents to include LGBTQ people and one of the first to use the term Says this, the report references a range of groups that feel excluded, such as remarried divorces, single parents, people living in polygamous marriages, LGBTQ people. Can you believe this? I can. Parish Orphans of Retrograde. I'm not not trying to be funny. I can. I've been telling you for three years. I've had this channel for four, but three years to the day is the, this is the anniversary of the, the channel really coming out. October the 27th. Right at the end of the Amazon Synod. They always do their synods in October. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe there's some reason. Stretching back to church tradition. But the synods are really new, the way they're being used. They're a Vatican II creation. So why October? I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not confused. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just not confused. I'm not surprised. I'm not confounded by this. This is, I'm just, Waiting and seeing what you guys are gonna say, because this is what I've known about Pope Francis for at least three years. Well, well beyond this. But I knew that the female priestesses thing was coming. That's satanic. And um, and they're gonna and I, I told you a couple weeks ago, he's technically behind because he's got this agenda. He's technically only accomplished the communion for divorce and civilly remarried. For some reason, they're still addressing that. He already got that done. But um, he's had the other two in the works, very probody and women deacons, and he's kind of softening up that meat. You know, he's tenderizing, tes- tenderizing the cut. And so he's going to catch up on two really suddenly, and I think he's going to also, in the same act, synodal act, sometime in 23 or 24, catch up on that four. <laughs> That's our, our newborn daughter just farted. Like a noise. Um, I'm I'm just covering for, for I'm covering people. for Steph. Let's hear it
1: for the people in the back pen.
0: <laughs> Party people. Look, we need to enlarge the space of our tent for for farting 5-month-olds. We need we need their voices or their whatever audible noises they can make heard as well. Um but they're also talking polyamorous couples. They're gonna catch up on that. They're gonna catch all the bio-Leninist freaks in the church, not in the church, on the periphery of the church, uh. These people don't even go to church. It's all a ruse. If you got look, I I, I gotta I gotta pl- make a few plugs, but if you guys don't believe there's a significant chance that Francis is a Manchurian candidate by now. then you could be convinced of anything. Oh, Okay, so we'll we'll continue with this Lifestyle article in a second. First, I do want to say, become a Patreon patron today. Go to Timothy J. Gordon's Patreon page. Become one. For the next three weeks, we're doing exciting viewing club, uh, retrograde viewing club of a beautifully aristotomist (laughs) work of art that slipped past the Netflix gatekeepers, the first season of Stranger Things. We're doing that Friday nights. It's a lot of fun. It's patrons only live stream. We had a great time last Friday. Quite frankly, join me. We were talking all kinds of real conspiracy theories that um, Stranger Things is based on, but the themes are so beautifully pro-father, aristotomist, pro-virtue, opposite of the smutty horror genre, in the first season anyway that it, it'll make your head spin. Join today so that you can become a patron today, I should say, so that you can you can join this viewing club, which is patrons only. Also, please subscribe to the channel. We are trying to hit 40,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Please subscribe to the channel. Hit it right now, would you? Also hit like so it helps us in the algorithms. Leave a comment if you can, but but like and subscribe. Please do it now. Thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate that. Finally, midterm elections are now upon us. I've been telling you for six months. Go to realestateforlife.org. Get out of your blue state. Get to a red state. I suggest the Atlantic Southeast. I suggest Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Uh, Georgia's tough because of Atlanta. It ruins the whole state uh, uh, on, on voting night once every two years. They ruin the whole state. From Atlanta. Mississippi, Alabama, places like this are great because they have no huge cities, which is what ruins the demographical voting block. Um, you get you get Dems there but ruining the state once every two years, even though the most of the state is deep south, Christian conservative. Go to realestateforlife.org today and get out of your blue state. You probably won't be able to do it before the midterm elections, but if you have plans in place, you'll be able to carry it through expediently and expeditiously, realestateforlife.org. I'm telling you, this is what you could do to help your family, aside from fathers, be virtuous, cut out all the vice, and say no to female leadership in your family. Not just in the church. You can't complain about it when Pope Francis says he wants female leaders in the church. If you boys, and you are boys, if you're letting your wife run your family, you got to be virtuous first and you got to run your own families, or else you have nothing to complain about. Francis wants a matriarchy. It's always a coven. It's always satanic. Well, that's what we have in America. We have women run families. Women-run cities and states. Women-run government. Women-run school boards. Women-run schools. Women-run parishes. Now we're going to have a female diaconate because of this. I, I won't even call him a goofball, Francis. I don't even know what to call him. I better not. Heaven be with us. <coughs> the DCS is the this continental stage of the synod they just postponed. It's going to be a summary of the numerous reports submitted by 112 of 114 bishops' conferences, along with 17 of the 23 Roman curial dicasteries and from all of the Eastern Catholic churches. The authors noted that the document is not, this is supposed, this is I guess this is going to be the paper. Pope's popesplaining segment of the film. This is where they're going to make all of their gains. They noted that the document is not a conclusive document because the process is far from over, nor is it part of the church's magisterium, nor is it the report of a sociological survey. Instead, they say, it remains a theological document in the sense that it is oriented to the service of the church's mission to proclaim Christ dead and risen, the salvation of the world writing that the synod has so far produced quote abundant fruits new seeds that promise new growth what does that mean new seeds what do they mean new growth they mean it's going to be a wholly different church as francis said a different church the document added that there is no lack of clear expressions of rejection with skepticism about the actual effectiveness or even the intent of the synodal process, well, duh, it's a a diabolical intent, also expressed in the quotations drawn from the examined reports. The next section is called, The Church Must Be More Welcoming to LGBT and Remarried. Listen to these demographics groups that they're targeting to help. The document drew from various diocesan reports. I explained this is Kabuki Theater. They're going to stand on a few of the most liberal reports that they got and aggrandize these reports as if they represent some sort of sovereign majority. They wouldn't be sovereign even if they were the majority of what Catholics thought, but they're not. These reports refer to groups uh, of people who feel neglected and excluded, among those who feel a tension between belonging to the church and the experience of their own affective relationships. Remember in 2014 when they wanted to look at the positive relationships of uh, man-on-man relationships, the positive effects? They just got it there by saying their own effective relationships. The document listed remarried divorcees. Why do they feel neglected? They had two complete synods devoted to them, 2014 and 2015, and then they got a Morris Latitzi. It was all for them. Single parents, what can the church do for them? It's already letting them remarry and get the Eucharist as well. People in polygamous marriages are feeling neglected by the church? people doing gangbangs, right? That's what polygamous marriage is. Gangbangs in your marriage? The document listed them as some of the people that need to be treated to in the field hospital.
1: And LGBTQ people. like to bring up the most disgusting trash of people to water down the ones that they actually care about. Like also we care about psychopathic murderers and cannibals and yeah. And the like, to make the others, like women women, diaconates and the LGBT seem a lot less
0: weird. That's always one of the goals of, of what the bio-Leninists do, right? They're using the freakiest of the freaks, which is what the far left always tends to. The freakiest of the freaks, the, the mental patients, they let out of the hospitals, you know, to, to run rampant over the country for a summer. I don't know, say the summer of 2020. They let freaks out of the mental hospitals to chase around 18-year-old kids like Kyle Rittenhouse. And they say, hey, we care about you guys too. They don't really. They care about the less freaky freaks, like some of the other uh, demographics being named here. All in need of a more welcoming church, the document stated. Relatedly. Another LifeSite article that's recently come up is Vatican Synod website celebrates homosexuality and child adoption by same-sex couples. am, Am I supposed to keep pretending to be shocked? What am I? What, was I born yesterday? Yeah, of course. We know who's running the show. It's them. We know what Francis represents. He represents them. Addressing such an aspect, Cardinal Grash stated during the press conference that at this moment, we are not taking any position when asked about the pro-LGBT images shared by the Synod's uh, social media accounts. Instead, he repeated that the Synod was a process of being a listening church. <clears throat> now, the next section is the role of women in a female diaconate. They're definitely going ahead with this, okay? When do I say definitely and they're not? And yes, this is enough, I think, to break the church's back. I don't know exactly what that image even means. Why use an image if you don't know what it means? Well, because of Christologically and ecclesiologically the the impossibility that's represented by such a proposition, it breaks our back. I don't know exactly what that means because it's unprecedented. Luckily, it's probably, <laughs> we couldn't have too long to go to the Perusia, That's all I'm going to say. Much attention is given to the role of women in the new document, including calls for female ordination. This, from the Roman Empire on, this is the way to deal with the death blow. You know, you've been tenderizing the meat with a bunch of jabs. This is a, an overhand right or, or a left hook. This is how you knock out an empire. A spiritual empire, like the Vatican or, a, you know, this is the death blow in America, is putting women into positions of power. It destroys empires. Boneyard of empires lie all the headstones of all of the feminists in all of the countries down through history. The documents stated that there was a dual need to draw men to more active membership in the church. Yes. And enable women to participate more fully at all levels of church life. Why do you guys think That women about 15 years ago started, feminists I should say, started making all popular expressions of uh, pregnancy be first person plural. We are pregnant. If you say this, stop. A woman is biologically pregnant. They're uncoupling the ontology from the biology like they did, you know, like the, the trans folks did. And here's how it works. Women who are feminists don't want to do whatever is characteristically feminine. They start wanting to do, they start doing whatever is characteristically male, like being a priest. Um, When the women start doing that thing, it makes it unattractive to the males, and the males stop. So you can't satisfy these two ends. The dual need to draw more men to act and role in the church? No. It's gross and effeminate and... Tranny it, it's been that way since the 70s after Vatican Council too when you they really pressed for more active participation in parish life they got it men are like oh this is this is gross women leadership women leadership gets us things like go make a difference being sung in place of pick your favorite Latin chant the Liturgy of the Saints Women leadership means the school, the parish schools are run according to social justice instead of according to the the laws and ordinances of the church. So men are not going to become more active members of the church. It's going to be wholly female. Once you let females in, men don't want to do it. That's how we're wired. Women want to follow men. Even this model shows that women... By nature, even feminists want to follow men. They want to do the male thing. Men don't want to do female things. I got six little girls. They'll all watch a little boy's cartoon, Transformers or G.I. Joe with my little boy. He doesn't want to watch My Little Pony. Women are followers. Men are leaders. Addressing the assembled media at the press conference, Roland stated that the question of the diaconate for women came up repeatedly across many, many reports. I'm, I'm sure it came up in several... Uh, super, super gay, super effeminate dioceses. Rollins was supported by the text of the DCS, which noted that many submitted reports, quote, ask the church to continue discerning. If someone says discern at this point, they're lying. Discerning on a series of specific issues, namely the active role of women in the governance structures of the church bodies, the possibility for women with adequate training to preach in the parish setting, going directly against scripture. Women can't preach. Well, they, they, can't, they can't do any of the other stuff. Female diaconate. More diverse positions, much more diverse positions, are expressed with regard to the ordination of women to the priesthood, which is what's next after uh, diaconate, which some syntheses call for while others consider the question closed. End quote. The heterodox women's ordination conference welcomed these sections of the DCS saying that it was encouraged by the promotion of the near-universal calls for women in governance, women preachers, and a female diaconate. Now, even JP2, who dropped the ball on the death penalty on feminism, on feminism itself, and as you all know, on ecumenism. I ever hear trads only bemoan that JP2 was horrible on ecumenism. But he's also horrible on... Feminism, which I think is worse, and on the death penalty, trads don't tend to talk about that stuff as much. I don't I don't know why. Hopefully I've contributed to the conversation such that we know JP2's three horrible headings. Why well, don't call him John Paul the Great. Ecumenism, awful. L- brought the church to its knees with ecumenism during the JP2 pontificate. Feminism, destroyed everything in its path. He's the one that cre- crafted the term Christian feminism and uh, death penalty. He's the one that started Francis on his path toward reversing the irreformable teaching of the church on the death penalty in principle. But even he, JB 2 had already condemned female ordination writing in a relatively late document in his pontificate, an apostolic letter called Ordinatio Sacerdotalis, Quote, I declare that the church has no authority whatsoever to confer priestly ordination on women and that this judgment is to be definitively held by all the church church's faithful. Francis doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's definitive. That's, that's a done deal. Thank you for that, JP2. Thank you. Sincerely. The Polish Pope also quoted from Pope Paul VI's 1975 letter to the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury which the former pontiff wrote that, quote, the exclusion of women from the priesthood is in accordance with God's plan for his church. Thank you. Thank you. You already know about Paul VI, but wow. I mean, we're just bombarded on all sides. I had this smoking hot, white hot show ready for you today on subsidiarity and on the infiltration that the socialists are making into the Catholic Church led by guys like Adrian Vermeule, Saurabh Amari, uh, Patrick Deneen, I've debated him, uh, Gladden Pappen. I mean, they, they don't call themselves socialists. I don't want to misrepresent. And not all of these guys support all of these positions I read earlier. Not all of them love red China outright. I think all of them probably do love the New Deal, <laughs> closest America's ever come to communism. Um, but I'm not sure. Most of them like that. Not all of them supported vaccine, lockdown, COVID, you know, big government stuff. But, but some of them did. Um, all of them tend to love 14th Amendment jurisprudence without acknowledging what it did to America. Make it impossible to legislate morality at the state level. And they all call themselves integralists, even though the 14th Amendment also made it possible to have Christian establishments in America of government. So um, that, the problem is they're getting into places of faithful power in the Catholic American world, like Franciscan. October the 7th, they had this big conference. I was like, can you hear it? One dissenting voice there? And they couldn't. Incidentally, I'll, I'll relay a, a personal story. So um, one of their friends, who you know on Twitter, Josh Hammer, is doing a talk at a Southern law school. And again, these people are passing themselves off as right-wingers. He he told the uh, one of the clubs that he was speaking for at this Southern Law School, hey, I, I'd, I'd, rather than doing a talk, I'd like to debate some someone soon, like next week. And they said, we have the perfect person to debate you. Timothy Gordon. I was getting all ready. I was making prep. I thought it was all, but we, you know, I was... Talking through a representative, you know, okay, you know, how much do you guys pay to get ready this quick and all, all that? But this is Josh Hammer, one of these, one of the friends of these new right guys. He's not Catholic, but he's friends with a bunch of these guys like Vermeule, and um, he heard my name and he said, "No, I, I, I'm, you know what? Reverse that. I'm not going to do a debate." What they mean, what the new right guys do, they know I've debated Danine is when they say we want to debate the old right guys. What they mean is this. They want to debate a legal positivist libertarian, a libertarian that doesn't believe government at any level should be legislating morality, and they can just beat up on them, like what Sorba did to David French. They wanted David French. They won't debate me or invite me to their conferences. I know this is a big aside. It's two shows mashed into one. But they won't debate me because I'm a guy that's a liberty-loving, right-winger, but I'm like, we should be legislating morality at the state level. That's what America was based on. We should have integrated official Christian establishments of government, but at the state level, not at the federal level. They're terrified of me. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's why literally, hey, give me anyone to debate. That's what he was telling the club at this law school. They're like, we got the perfect person. He meant a libertarian. He meant a, a standard classical liberal. Like David French, that's like, well, we can't legislate morality. I'm like, yeah, we can. We just have to do it at the state level, not the federal level. And they know that I win that debate. That's why they wouldn't have me to Franciscan, October the 7th. Call a spade a spade. That's why all these guys have me blocked on Twitter, even though I don't even say anything to them. And that's why I think they love Pope Francis secretly, even though you kind of have to pretend you don't weird groups. The sign of the times, who knows, probably end times. I hope it's end times. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. I hope it's end times. (laughs) This is all unprecedented. Don't let anyone tell you it's not and make you feel like a a weird, I mean, if you don't believe that we're somewhere near the end, I'm not saying necessarily this generation, then just have them look at the math. Do you really think doctrine, written text, can stand up for much more than 2,000 years without these vile, horny perverts, these just sex dogs and cats in the church, disgusting, vile cretins. Letting it go much longer than 2,000 years, Jesus knows human nature. So, yes, technically, no man knows the hour, so it could go 10,000 years. But the gospel was relatively unperverted until about the mid-1800s. School of Tübingen. I'm not talking about little little debates that happened at most of the ecumenical councils. The gospel went relatively unperverted for about 1840, 1830 years, maybe a little before Tübingen. And then all of these Catholic perverts that got into, they, they get promoted if they're a pervert, they get into the ranks and they're pushing the Tubingen liberal Protestant theology. That's all it is. It's rehashed, rechewed liberal Protestant theology, and that so that that took eighteen hundred years or so before it showed up. Now we're just we're standing on our last legs. We're not able to resist it, and and I always say, well, Jesus isn't going to let it go that long. Remember when he asks, when I return, when the Son of Man returns, will there be any faith left on earth? There will be a small amount. It's unfair of heaven, and heaven's unendingly just, for them to force us to go another thousand years, right? The assault began about 200 years ago. The church has been sort of resisting it, but Vatican I and Vatican II have ambiguities. That's now coming home to roost. And so it just could, I don't know if it's one generation, two generations, three generations. It's not going to be another 2,000 years, let me tell you that. That would be unreasonable, inconsistent with human nature. We can't expect text to hold up for that long. What's that? Just two tweets. In answer to my question about the role of women, Anna Rollins, one of these experts, this is a a, a tweet from Christopher Lamb, experts, says this topic was an astonishingly common theme in the Synod reports. It was less about a rights oriented role, but about recognizing the living out of the baptismal vocation. She says that voices in Asia and Africa repeatedly called for the church to be at their side in addressing societal inequalities. It's not just about the role of women in the church. What is what is that what is he trying to say? I don't I don't know what that. The the church in Africa and Asia does not want women priests by and large. Yeah. I
1: think he's trying to say that like it's not just about <laughs> the inequalities in the church there's other societal issues affle- afflicting women that the church wants to address it's it's I mean what I'm reading this and and women in chat tell me if you're thinking the same way I am here but Women typically, yeah. which is why they're not, why we're not good leaders, is because we 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 really do think with our hearts. We're more emotional. We're more empathetic. We have a lot of qualities. Obviously, men don't have hearts.
0: Don't think, by the
1: way. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. See, and we also say stupid things like stupidly no, with straight. our hearts. But um, <laughs> no. But we're more. We're definitely more emotionally driven. And 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 the 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 church how it's functioning right now knows that to usher in some of these really bad ideas we need to put women in charge because women typically are more empathetic to people like the LGBT and all that this is why we have so many um that's, that's why our, our political demographics right now are women voting for Democrats so the, Democrats so they know to put to to really get the ball moving with some of these. Really evil ideas, LGBT, polygamy, all this other stuff. Let's get the women in charge. Let's put the women in the seats, and then they can vote on what they think that where they think the church needs to go.
0: You know who also tricks women really efficaciously? Serpents.
1: Yeah, serpents.
0: Serpents. You can't go to a man and be like, "Hey, eat this apple." The man would be like, "Nah, you're just a serpent." God, God told me not to. You go to women leaders like Eve or before her, if you believe such a thing, I, I, it's apocryphal, Lilith, and you'll trick Adam, you'll get to the man. This is how feminism works. It's the original sin. You can't trick a man. I'm, I'm quoting John Christostom. You can't trick a man. Jerome said it too. You can't trick a man when God gave him that clear in order by being a lowly serpent. The serpent can trick the woman. At a higher level, the man wants to please his wife because Adam was a cuck. Uh, Beta got cucked by a serpent. So he wants to kind of be with his wife. That's how you subvert all the world. That's how you make the world die in flames, suffer in sickness and death.
1: And why not ask actual women? Like I'd like to ask women in chat and who watch the show, do you want a woman leader? I know I don't. Do you want uh, to see women preaching um, at church? I know I don't. Who are they even asking?
0: Well, they're going to the par- They're going through the parishes which are run by women, and they're calling through any of the f- faithful parishes.
1: But even the women that are in the church, I want. I, <coughs> they really want women leaders. I, I, I have lots of friends that have very different political backgrounds and ideas, and I have yet to meet one that actually wants a woman leader.
0: It's true. It's true. Even even moderate women don't want a woman leader. They might pay pay lip service to it oh we should watch more wnba in this household not just nba okay you watch it then it's hell it's hell on earth they're like no no, okay i I take it back that happened with with your grandma who loves to watch nba she was living with us We should watch one. You watch it.
1: Why not just celebrate women for what we're actually great at and wonderful at and beautiful at? I'm sick of trying to blur the lines and make women into what they're not. And then prop them up uh, on podiums and say, hey, look at this. Look at what what she's doing. She's acting like a man. Just celebrate a woman for what we're unique and special at and what God created us for. We are really, really bad at being men. We're really, really bad at certain things. Leadership is one of them.
0: But... What they're also uniquely adept at, y- your your kind, <laughs> is destroying civilizations. The boneyard of civilizations is women in power, and while they don't know it, they're being used by a diabolic psychology to destroy the greatest civilization on earth, the church. So, so that that's
1: well, and also because I think we got to be careful the there, because I think a lot of people will be like, "Why are women destroying the church? It's or the world." Because women are being encouraged to do things that are not in their skill set. In leadership. In leadership. W- women in right. leadership
0: are the boneyard of exactly. civilization. They're yeah. they're being
1: encouraged to do things that they ought not to be doing, and it is it's destroying the world. It, the, feminism really is the head of the Look, snake here.
0: These people out there know it. You know the other channels you listen to. However much you like what they're saying, they they don't they don't have the the nuts to say it. We say it here, and it's, you know, it is what it is. But but you know it. Women in leadership is the boneyard of civilization. That's why uh, the devil pushed so hard, at uh, you know, on Eve at Original Sin. That's why if you play too much tennis, your elbow hurts. If you get sick, you might die. Thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. That's why Francis is pushing so hard as a songt gallin guy for women in leadership, more leadership in the church. You now the... the just clear. Cardinal Mueller, who's not some super far right-wing guy, says Pope Francis's synod is a hostile takeover of the church in explosive interview. That's what it is to put women in leadership. It's a hostile takeover. Okay. Um, highlighting a report from the U.S. This is interesting. This is for Latin mass people who are going to be pumping their fists. The document, make this tent pitched or whatever the document's called, stupid thing. The document also noticed that many regret the restrictions on the use of the 1962 missile. So they heard that. They actually noted that they, they heard that at the listening session, that many regret the restrictions on the use of the 62 missile. End quote. This aspect, says LifeSight, however, was not expanded upon or addressed further. In many ways, this is the key sentence from this whole... Well. This whole document, right? So they're saying they want to listen. They're like, "Look, you guys steer the ship. You're the laity. I'm I'm highlighting that. You guys steer the ship. We're just listening. We're going to put your thoughts down on paper." Well, many regret the restrictions of the use on the 62 missile. Not not few. A few fringy trads. That's not who likes the TLM anymore. A lot, a lot of the, I don't I don't care what you call me as long as you call me a true Roman Catholic, who lived, breathed bled and died for his family and for the church for my family and for my my wife and kids and for the church and tried to help some people out along the way if if they contact me privately and i can help okay that's that's what i'm here for get my kids and my wife to heaven. do what i can to help the church help out some people on the way like a like a samaritan who's good okay um and, and I want to go to the TLM, and I care about that. And I, I, I do hate going to the Novus Ordo, and I, I have to go because I am not that close to a TLM. All the stuff I always say. But, like, all these other issues, the, the feminism thing, the Pope Francis doctrinal issues are, are bother me more, but the TLM stuff bothers me a great amount. You guys want to hear about the TLM? Well, many regret the restrictions on the use of the 1962 missile. A lot of people would say, oh, many. It's not what it was in the 1980s. It's not what it was in the 1970s. Many, a lot of young people who don't really, they're only trads insofar as they go to the TLM. And maybe they like the more traditional lifestyle. I mean, that's basically me. A lot of the trads are like, well, are, are, are you a trad at all? Well, I'm a TLM supremacist. I love the church. I love my family. We're, we're sex traditionalists not in terms of the act, but in terms of the roles in the family appointed by nature and God. I'm pretty traditional that way. But in a lot of ways, you know, people look at me and I don't look or quack or dress like a traditional. So I don't care if you call me a traditionalist. So I frankly don't care. And, and and sometimes it's it's good to be a, a freelancer and a free thinker. But one accomplishment I am proud of is um, the American church has promulgated, not the church, members of the American laity, like LifeSite News, like Taylor Marshall, like Eric Sammons, like Kennedy Hall, like all these folks, and like yourself, well, yours truly, we've popularized. We've helped to popularize the Latin Mass. So it's not just for trads. It's many Direct quote, regret the restrictions on the use of the 62 missile. Not, to, I didn't want to just keep the TLM restricted to trads, to people that are trad enough to love the TLM, who should just be Catholics. And again, this aspect, however, was not expanded upon or addressed further. This proves what they're doing. They're saying, we'll print, we want to hear from the rank and file, we'll print your thoughts on paper. Well, they didn't print that. Uh, the next section's on how this is a continuation of Vatican II's adjournamento. I think they misspelled Um I think there's an extra I in there. Um, yeah, this, that's not so interesting to me. Um, the next steps in the synodal process, I'm going to skip to that. The synod is in a listening phase, says Rollins. Um, The next stage is we're going to be a continuation of this listening. That means they listen for one key word and then they repeat it as if it's the Vox Populi. However, the DCS calls on the church to already begin implementing a process of change, even as this isn't yet magisterium. This is just a listening process. How does does that work? All the institutions of the church are called to question themselves on how to integrate the synodal impulse into the exercise of their functions and mission. Renewing their structures and procedures or introducing new ones. This is one reason I just I never got into studying theology, the way I could study Thomistic philosophy. This language is the worst. What does this mean? All the institutions of the church are called to question themselves on how to integrate the synodal impulse into the exercise of their functions and mission, renewing their structures and procedures, or introducing new ones. I don't know what that means. I, I mean I can I'm good at reading. I'm good at interpreting text, but it's so much flowery garbage.
1: I was going to make a joke. I think a woman wrote
0: that. <laughs> a lot of modern theology sounds like a woman wrote it. Let's, let's be honest. Thomistic analytic philosophy does not sound like this. It might be long sentences, but it's technical. It's not flowery. It's
1: mathematical. It's mathematical. The sentences are, are Mathematical. This is just garbage and gobbledygook.
0: It's it would be hard to re, to propositionalize the logic here. There is I don't think it's valid propositional logic in a lot of these theological documents. But it would be hard to propositionalize it because there's so many poetic metaphors. It's the worst, bad poetry, which is most poetry. Let's be honest. Following the release of the new text, bishops around the world are now to draw up their own local reflections. Here's a hint as to the next phase of the the synod. After this seven continental meetings of bishops conferences will take place to be held in Africa, Oceania, Asia, the Middle East, Latin America, Europe, North America. Will all the resulting documents from these working from these meetings having been compiled, sorry, I think they meant to say with some misprint. With all these resulting documents from the meetings having been compiled, they will in turn form the basis of the working document the instrumentum laboris finalized by June of this upcoming year 2023 for the synod of bishops to be held at the Vatican October 4th through 29th 2023 always in October there might be a good reason for that it just if if there's not it just seems funny um as with the original preparatory document the dcs called for the future stages of the synod to give Particular attention also to the representatives of other religions and faith traditions, and people without religious affiliation. Y- you know that's nonsense. The DSCS calls on the church to begin implementing the process of change, even though it's not done. Look, I don't, I don't know how to interpret all of these uh, signs and symbols for you, anti signs and anti symbols, but we can hope, right? You can hope Francis isn't Pope. I can't tell you that's not the case. That would be really clean. I don't know. You can't do any more than hope. Wishing don't make it so. As of right now, I guess it appears he's Pope. And I guess it appears by pretty much anyone with half a brain's estimation, he is trying to deal the death blow to the church, which has been staggering for so long. And there's all these competing tribes and clans, ones that are soft on Francis, so they look further left, but they're actually faithful members of the church. That's the Pope's plainers. They're the ones that claim to be the new right, but they're really Catholic communists or socialists. So, so it's hard to tell who's with who. This is one of the signs of the end times. You don't even know who... I think, I think the folks that are Pope Splaining out there are doing it because they think this is what you're supposed to do if you love Jesus. I honestly think that's what they think. I get frustrated with them, particularly the more unabashed Francis becomes in his proceedings. I'm like, don't you get it yet? But these are still, I think, by and large, faithfuls in the church. Now there are these, on the other hand, the exact opposite problem. What I was going to do the show on today these Catholic socialists calling themselves post-liberals and integralists, calling themselves the new right that are actually for some of the most heinous stuff, jointly and or severally. And um, they hate subsidiarity. Violations of subsidiarity are a grave evil. And so I don't actually believe they're they're sincere. I, I believe this is just an attempt at infiltration by... Look, who are the two groups over the last 200 years that have really wanted to infiltrate the church? The Masons and the Commies. And the Masons seem to have ideologically anyway, maybe not demographically, but ideologically infiltrated the Vatican. And I think the Commies, it's a bifurcated approach, are infiltrating the American lay church known as the right, the, the new right. I think that's what you have going on. Is dual infiltration. Folks calling themselves the new right that actually are not right wing at all. They want women in the workplace. They want the breakup of the family. They want to subsidize it the communist way. You know, maternity wages. They want to make it illegal for states to I mean, they support the fourteenth Amendment, so I I deem they want to make it illegal for the states to be able to legislate morality, which is what I want. Um And they want a big nanny state that can enforce vax, whatever, COVID, whatever, destroy localities, uh, basically give us quasi-global government, Um, but calling themselves the new right. That's what's happening in the laity, and it's really scary. In the Vatican, it's not the communists. I think it's the Masons, the Masonic view of quasi-universalism, which is behind all of this ecumenism, which is behind all of the push for women to be involved in everything, and I, I, I don't, I don't really see a lot of white pills, aside from maybe the Perugia's nigh. But I don't know that one. I'm not predicting. Hold fast. That's the point. That's what I. Even without a, a ready-made white pill at hand, did you really think the Great Apostasy would feel worse than this? Do you really think it would feel better than this? I'm quoting someone now, I won't say who it is, someone I respect a great deal, in a position of power and influence in the Catholic Church, said, look, did you really think the great apostasy, assuming that's what this is, would feel worse than this? It couldn't feel any worse than this. I couldn't feel possibly any worse. I couldn't feel any worse about the affairs. Do you think it would feel better? Do you think it would be like, well, this is the great apostasy, but it feels halfway more comfortable than what this is now? It's exactly what, if you try to abstract what the great apostasy would feel like, it would be this. Communists calling themselves the new right. Uh, People who believe what the Freemasons believe running the Vatican. Hold fast. Again, don't be one of these people that bounce from Protestantism to Orthodoxy to Catholicism to orthodoxy, back to Catholicism, to trad, to where Peter is position. Don't do that. You notice this channel got a lot of flaws, got a lot of blind spots. But there's no bouncing here, right? The only bouncing I ever did was grew up in the church in the 80s and 90s, not believing a word of it. Once I got word, got reason to believe it's really the truth in my 20s, later 20s. I haven't looked back and I'm not going to leave for orthodoxy or Protestantism or, or back to agnostic atheism. None of that. Just stay put and suffer. That's the white pill that I was looking for two minutes ago. The white pill is we're being called to suffer with Jesus. We are called to enter the body of Christ through the wound on his side. That's what the Baltimore Catechism says. You enter the body of Christ through the wound on Jesus's side and you're like, look, He suffered on the cross, and he was the God-man who was utterly blameless. We could suffer some. And yeah, it's suffering some to not have any other ready-made, ready-at-hand white pills. I'm willing to do it, because I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. If God wills it, so be it. If God wills it, so be it. It's really tough. I'm really angry. I have to watch what I say about the ostensible pope, but I'm willing to do it. I call on you, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades, to be willing to suffer and let's see this thing through to the end. Let's run our race to its finish, wherever that may be, through the thick and the thin of it, to the bitter end, Deus Volt. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord.